guys and welcome to the Humans of Healthcare podcast. Today I'm joined by Izzy, who's a second year medical student, and we're talking about the barriers of getting into medicine and how she's found it. So Izzy, please could you um, introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so hi, I'm Izzy. I'm a second year medical student here at Leeds. Um, I'm from Liverpool, nearabouts. Yeah, and I'm in my second year. I'm really enjoying it so far. <laughs> nice. Okay, so if we start a bit back at when you were in school, how was your sort of journey getting into medicine? What did it look like? So I didn't know I wanted to do medicine for quite a while. Like I knew I wanted to be something in healthcare, but I didn't know exactly what. So from that, I almost had to look around. And then I went to a conference in Liverpool at the university there. And then it was about like cardiothoracic surgery. And that was something that really like was like made me set on it. And I was like, wow, I really, really like this. And then from that, I was like, oh, I'm going to look into that for university because I didn't really know much about it. And then from that, I looked into like different courses and I didn't really know what university I wanted to go to because I didn't really have any particular choice. I just, you know, I knew I wanted to go somewhere away from home. So then um, I already did um, A-level maths, biology and chemistry because I knew I kind of liked sciencey stuff already. So then um, I obviously looked into it a bit more after that event. Um, I looked at like the application process, like the entrance exams, the UCAT, the BMAT. And I was pretty set on doing the UCAT. And that was what I was aiming to do. I was aiming to get as high as possible. Um, with my friends as well, I wanted to see if we could work together, like see if we could push each other, like who could do better. It was a bit of competition almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really, it's, it was healthy competition, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But um, yeah, it was good. And you know we all wanted to get in together I didn't go to um so I went to a college I didn't mm-hmm. really go to like a sick form I'm from like quite a you know deprived area I would say but it I think everyone was so passionate there as well which really made everyone like so enthusiastic about medicine which mm. is good because we all helped each other in that sense but mm-hmm. um from the college perspective they didn't really have much about it they didn't really know much about medicine and I, I kind of knew at this point I wanted to do it so yeah it was more like I had to do my own research, which again, not an issue, but it was quite hard because I know a lot of people do get support, which is obviously very helpful, but it was quite like, I feel like getting into medicine for me was very much independent. Like I had to look at so many statistics, like everything was so mm-hmm. like complex. and I, I didn't know any like doctors. I didn't know anyone in healthcare. I had no connections at all. Like my parents aren't doctors. I don't know anyone in my family who's a doctor. So yeah. even getting like work experience, like that was the biggest thing for me was getting work experience because I knew they would want work experience in my personal statement and for interview. Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't get any um, work experience. So, and it was um, when I was applying, it was during COVID. Oh, So it was quite hard, <laughs> no matter what anyway. Yeah, that's the most difficult time to try anyway. Definitely, wow. yeah. <laughs> so for that, I I did this online course called um, Observe GP. And that was mm-hmm. quite a good thing. It was nice to see like online, like how, what they do, but it wasn't the same because I didn't really understand what actually being a doctor was like. I really mm-hmm. didn't grasp it. And I'll be completely honest with that. Fair enough in my personal statement, I could reflect about it. But t- like to be true to myself, I didn't really get much from it. Yeah. And I also did the... Um, the Brighton and Sussex Medical School um, online work experience, which was also good, but 
that again didn't really teach me much it was just kind of like a tick box and in a way mm. that, that's great for applying but for actually understanding like what you're getting into it's quite not very useful like yeah, yeah. and especially considering that some other people do get that experience before going to medicine that is a huge advantage for them and so you having to work very hard to even get the work experience is already <clears throat> you know unfair in that respect so um when you were doing these online work experiences what sort of thing were they so it was kind of like watching videos about like what doctors do, learning about different parts of the NHS, how the NHS was funded, kind of like the fundamentals almost of like how the NHS runs. And it was good. And I tried to do as much and take as much out of it as I could. But it was quite hard because I feel like online, like you really can't grasp as much as it is in person. Yeah, I feel definitely. Like, yeah, I feel like if I had like, the chance even to go into surgery or just shadow a GP or any doctor or even any healthcare professional that would have been the extra mile that I could have noticed a lot more mm-hmm. yeah no of course and um within your college was there anyone else did you say that your friends were also applying for medicine so only one of my friends was applying for medicine really okay. uh, one person did other try but like it obviously was quite hard there was about 10 people yeah. in my college that applied and I went to quite a big like college they didn't just do A levels they did like BTECs like mm-hmm. hairdressing like <laughs> there's a yeah. massive variety and stuff there which it was nice because I got to meet such different people and I, I would never not like want to have that experience like it was such a good experience I would never not wish you know I'm glad I had it yeah yeah no definitely and did um did your college offer any sort of help with the whole interview process which is sort of notoriously hard in medicine so not really um I found this bit really hard because I knew people were paying for online courses it would always come up on my Instagram my Facebook I'd see Mm. it absolutely everywhere like interview course £1,000 and I was so shocked and I was like why is (laughs) this so expensive and it was shocking but and then I asked around I asked my teachers I told them I wanted to do medicine and you know it is quite hard like (laughs) I thought they would understand a little bit but they weren't that supportive to be honest in that respect I don't think they really knew much about it Mm. in in sense to offer any support so I didn't get any interview help from that I actually got interview help from um free resources so intermed school I don't, you, I don't know if you've heard of that before I haven't what is it um it's like an online program and you apply if you're from like a widening participation background on like you've not had like um any family go to university there's different criteria to meet for it mm-hmm. and they match you with um a medical student they try and match you with one that the universities you're applying to but they help you whether you're in year 12 year 11 year 13 like they support you through your process which is really good so I did that during year 13 so just after like I'd applied Mm -hmm. and that was really good for the interviews because I had like maybe like every two weeks I'd have like um, a zoom call my uh, mentor was from Birmingham which I didn't apply to but that was still really nice to have that perspective and she really helped me like having practice with that and it did help me a lot because again I didn't have that support and I could practice as much as I wanted with my camera or with my like, family but it really isn't the same yeah so I had to kind of train myself in that respect with another person which is good yeah and did you did you apply to um four unis for medicine and something for a, another degree 
Yeah, so I had to I actually I'll tell you how I I had to apply very strategically. So Right. I didn't I did really bad in my UCAR. I did <laughs> So did I. <laughs> I did I, I did absolutely terrible. I don't mind saying it. I got um I got banned four, which was a massive disadvantage for every uni. So I remember having my list of unis and then I had to cross off so many because yeah. I was like, I can't go there. So I really wanted to go to Manchester actually. Because mm-hmm. it's quite near me. I knew the city. And it was also quite it's not too far, but it was close. Yeah. So and I but I couldn't go there, so I had to cross off so many of my lists and then I had to properly like search into the statistics where I was gonna get into. So I ended up applying to two BMAT unis yeah. and two UCAT unis. And the two UCAT unis I applied to was Aston, which is in Birmingham, yeah. which is quite a new medical school. Um and this is what like purely off my research, I just like looked what would be the like, easiest for me to get into. And I also applied to Cardiff as well because they I saw they used GCSE more, like different weightings. And then mm-hmm. I applied with the BMAT to Leeds and Lancaster as well. But yeah, I sat the BMAT because of the UCAT. I found very difficult and obviously I didn't get the result I needed. And I just knew it wasn't, I was just going to get rejections. I wasn't going to get an interview or anything. Or even like post interview, they use the UCAT in a lot of unis which yeah. I know would disadvantage me so I'd have to be amazing at interview so I really mm-hmm. kind of applied very strategically with that yeah well seems you did it really well I mean <laughs> and I mean the BMAT is very hard as an exam did you find that something that you were able to get any help with from um, any um, programs online or from your college um so in terms of like resources for like the BMAT i literally used the free website I didn't really want to pay for anything that was one thing I just I just felt like it was so restricting for people from who can't afford like yeah. certain resources you already have to pay for the exam which is really yeah. unfair especially the UCAT that was 75 pounds yeah that's really expensive and paying for Medify paying for a lot of resources don't get me wrong they are very very good but I didn't pay for any of them but I think I should have maybe I think I do regret it but I just wanted to tr- do as much as I can for free because I just yeah. feel like it shouldn't be a barrier. Money should not be a barrier for no, getting into absolutely. medical school. But yeah. And in terms of that, are there any, for our potential listeners who are applying to med school or thinking about it, were there any other resources that you found particularly helpful that you didn't have to pay for and that were good for um, applying as a widening participant um, yeah. applicant um yeah so for the UCAT I used um past medicine I use just loads of random you I just typed in UCAT free tests and I would practice they had some free on the website I used as much as I can from the official websites because I thought they were the most accurate mm-hmm. they're made by the actual people that produced them so definitely use the free ones definitely have a go at the practice ones as well and there's honestly if you just google free BMAT UCAT resources a lot do come up Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to buy Medify, but sometimes no, obviously yeah. it, can, it can be useful. Oh, brilliant. And in terms of things that people can do um, while they're at uni to help um, the widening participation programme, is, is, um, is there anything else you'd, you'd um, say to people that would help? Um, I'd say definitely look at um, access schemes. So... There's loads of mentoring schemes now. I feel like over the past few years, I've seen like such a growth of them. Like Intermed School is such a big platform now. 
Mm-hmm. Like they've really expanded. They've got like heads of each uni now. They only used to be like regional. Like there's so many students in my year that do intermed school. There's also mm-hmm. like general like mentorship schemes such as zero gravity so I take part in that one as well and you can mentor like as many mentees as you want like as many wow how many do you have I have three which is really good and I'm actually setting up an um an MMI station for them all so I'm gonna do like a little circuit which is quite complicated to set up but yeah yeah. oh wow that's very cool um is that something you do in your free time have you got anything else that you um sort of get up to um yeah so I do do that in my free time I also I've been trying to um get more with the widened participation background with um the widened access to medicine society I'm trying to currently reform that a little bit but mm-hmm. I'm just waiting to hear back <laughs> and um also I'm trying well I'm currently in the UAS as well so just trying to like adverse a bit more about like not just doing medicine like doing other skills as well because I know when it does come to like further on in the years it's not just about what you know it's about how you act as a person like all those soft skills are so important so developing them in different ways that's one thing I really do like so yeah oh amazing (laughs) um and I really wanted to ask you a bit about how you found uh the transition from I mean before med school into first year what were the main sort of things you you um found that were unexpected um I didn't realize how intense some people are already like I feel like a lot of people are very set on knowing what they want to do know they want to be a surgeon and know exactly what they want to do in life and I think that really shocked me because I was very I'm very open still now like what I want to do I have I don't have an idea yet I'm very open to trying new things that I'm still attending like certain society things and Mm -hmm. looking into certain specialties but again I'm open about it and um one thing that shocked me actually is that like people didn't really like were quite shocked from where I'm from that I was here almost like oh really yeah so what sort of way do you mean so like I feel like this is like they're very a lot of people like they've been taught to speak very well well spoken and they don't like almost understand like certain like barriers that right. for you like future patients might have. So for example, on placement, like I'm in Bradford at the moment, and sometimes you do see some patients that do have barriers when it does come to like social mobility. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can be hard for some people to grasp. And I didn't realise that like there would be such a divide in like class and money and how much that it can disadvantage you. Like, for example, I get I get a bursary. Mm-hmm. and I get my loan and I, I still struggle to make things like work. like university is very expensive and I didn't realize yeah. like how expensive it is yeah. and it gets no, even it... worse because you get the NHS bursary as well like in the later years mm-hmm. yeah oh absolutely and I think it's definitely not something that's talked about enough I don't know do you feel as if it's not something that's given enough weight within the med school yeah, I don't think in um in the med school it's very much talked about. I think I think a lot more in the UK it is more globally shown. Like they do have like for example applying to uni now they do do like access schemes. So th- for Leeds, they, when you do apply, they do an access to Leeds program, which I did as well, mm-hmm. which is good. But you have to meet such certain criteria that I still think if you know it does exclude a lot of people that should be like, eligible for it. Yeah, and you still have to do a lot of work for that. So I had to do like 
e-learnings I had to do essays just to get a lower offer and just to have a better chance of getting in which is it's good I I think it was good to understand like because it gave me some soft skills about like essay writing which is always useful but yeah definitely it is still a lot of work and you're still doing your a-levels at that time and there's a lot going on so yeah, yeah I do think I do think they need to do a bit maybe more be more a bit more attentive to wine anticipation yeah and I think once you're in the med school that kind of drops like for example um my email is very different to everyone else's like this is a random fact but mm-hmm. my email is ed and that's because I did access to lead so because right. I did a lower offer scheme I've got a different email to everyone who does medicine which is compared to um which really highlights like I do notice it sometimes like when we write down our emails like everyone's always like wow why have you got an ed and I'm like oh because I did access to leads and they're like oh so it's like it does really highlight the like the disadvantage almost and I don't think it should but I know for the year below me so the first years now so 2022 entry um they've got rid of that for medicine which I think is really good I think they've got rid of that across the uni so I think that's a really good thing that they've took action on that. So I think things are getting like more recognised, which is good. Good. Yeah, I'm glad some, even if slight progress is being made. Um, in terms of um, the access to leads, could you tell our listeners just a bit about what that entailed? Yeah, so you actually have to apply for this. Like you don't get screened for it. So you have to look on the website and it's access to leads and you get a reduced offer normally by two grades. So for example, medicine's normally three A's and I got it reduced to ABB. Right. Um, and then you apply for it. You put like a little short paragraph about why you want to study at Leeds. You put like your grades. You put like sort of like another UCAS form basically, but a bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, you fill that in you send it off to the uni but it does have an earlier deadline obviously because medicine's a bit earlier yeah so I think I had to apply for it just after I applied to um, uni so just a bit after the UK st- UCAS deadline I think it was around November I applied for it so it is quite soon you do have to act on it quite fast because yeah. they will not look at you for it you have to make that action yourself which again I think is a bit of a barrier as well because for when I applied to um Aston University they screened everyone they sent out a form before you had before they even considered anybody right. and then you would tick like oh I have this like my parents haven't been to university or I'm a carer you would tick like certain options and then they would screen you for it which mm-hmm. I think is a better method to be honest because a lot of people maybe wouldn't want to apply for it like it is quite you have to get a reference as well so I had to go up to my teachers and ask like can you give me a reference so it is like you already have enough going on you have marks like it is it's very intense and you it's another thing you have to do I think it is quite hard and even after that you still got a long way to go like you've got interview like there's still a long process behind it but yeah access to leads is good I'm glad they do have it and they've reduced the barriers to it a little bit with the email situation as well, which mm-hmm. I think is really good. Um, but yeah, you do some e-learning. So they teach you about plagiarism and like essay writing, which, you know, is very useful for every degree. So everyone will do the same thing for that. And then you get like a specific thing for your subject. So for medicine, you'll learn a little bit more in depth about like medicine, like what you're going to do, like maybe essay writing within that, like soft skills within medicine. You get to learn a little bit, a little bit about that. It's all online. And then you write an essay. I'm not too sure what my essay was, but I think it had to be about 500 words. It wasn't that long, but you'd have to talk a little bit about a subject. And then if you got enough marks on that, you would um, they would send you an email and you've passed the access to lead scheme. And then if you were lucky after interview, if you passed the interview, 
you got an offer then they would um give you the offer and then the reduced offer as well right oh well it's good to know I mean um I'm sure for a lot a lot of people applying it sounds quite a daunting um (laughs) sort of system which I imagine it actually is because when you're doing A-levels the last thing you want is more work or more sort of admin so that definitely you're right is a is it a barrier and it's hard to sort of think of the best ways to overcome it but is there anything you wish had been more available to you um um I think what I wish had been more available to me was definitely like work experience or even volunteering or certain like experiences like I know a lot of people before university before medical school they got to go into surgery like I've never been into surgery I went into surgery actually last week so that was my first time going into it and I luckily I've got a new personal tutor this year and she's um, a surgeon she's a neurosurgeon oh wow so yeah (laughs) I got to go in neurosurgery I just got to watch it it. yeah it was so good so interesting but yeah I haven't learned the brain yet so (laughs) I'm not too sure but even that like they explain certain stuff to you like even as like an a-level student or whatever situation you're in like with knowledge they the, the explanation they give to you like, it really like explains a lot about like medicine they put those pieces together because you fair enough you learn about all the stuff that goes on like in a level you learn about like the kidneys and stuff but mm-hmm. you don't actually know how that piece is together till you go to work experience you don't know actually what being a doctor is like till you get the experience and I think that's such a it's such a barrier and it's a, it's a shame really because if you can't get that experience like in a way like you can't reflect as much and it can it can I think it definitely does like put people at disadvantages from that yeah definitely and also if people are not getting that experience before maybe they won't um you know be so willing to put in the effort needed to um get into med school and then you know we miss out on great doctors who would have been brilliant but just couldn't access that first yeah I think a lot of people are quite scared to apply like yeah there's a lot of people in my year or even the year below like I remember and they I knew they wanted to be like doctors they did the correct A levels they were definitely like more than capable of being a medical student Mm. but they were so scared that they weren't going to get in they knew they wouldn't they were scared about the competition they were they were facing the facts that they were at a massive disadvantage compared to a lot of students across the UK gosh yeah and that just should never be the case every every person of that age should be able to uh think of realistically visualize themselves doing the thing they really want to do yeah at that age it's so crushing as well like yeah especially if you really dreamed of being a doctor like and you really wanted it and to be told that you're not good enough or even to know you're like so restricted to certain things and not having that support I think yeah. that definitely like will affect that perspective of being and applying. Yeah. And like you say, you know, it's not that they're not good enough. It's just that they're not able to get the same resources or access to things as other people. Yeah. And yeah. So thinking back to when you were applying, can you tell me a bit about sort of what your life looked like then? Yeah, so um, I had a job part-time. So I did about um, two eight-hour shifts a week, so along with my A-level studies. And I used to be part of the RAF cadets as well, so the air cadets. Yeah. And 
I did that twice a week as well. I also had volunteering. So that was quite a long thing to manage. And I think it was quite hard because a lot of people would just go home, study, and that would be it. But I had such stuff, go- like, mm. such a lot of stuff going on. I also had um, a gliding scholarship that I got um, chosen for, which was one of the best things I've ever done with my life. Wow. I got to um, go to an RAF base every Sunday <gasps> and I would fly, um, learn to fly gliders. And wow. Was, yeah. And I got to um, try, train to go solo. I didn't go solo in the end, but. Oh my goodness. I got the experience of it. I which wasn't was... expecting that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How did you get all this in in one week? Yeah, it was so good. I really enjoyed it. And wow. like, it just, it was such a, like a break from it. Like I used to wake up at like 6am, go there and then I would come home. <laughs> like mm. it was, it was a long day. I'd come home and sometimes even work as well. Like, wow. like my work would be like coming at three and I'm like, well, I don't get back till six. And then I'd have to be like six till like 12 wow, o'clock at night. Wow, to work. <laughs> just after a full day of flying as well. Literally, yeah. That was something I yeah. really enjoyed, though. Like, it was such a good experience, and I got that for free as well, just for like applying. So, like, one big message I have from like this whole podcast as well is like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to apply for things. Like, the worst they can say is no. The worst they can say is, oh, sorry, we haven't got any places, or they can reject you. It's not that nice, fair enough, but that's the worst thing they can do. Or you could be successful too, and it's never. I don't think it does any harm applying to certain schemes. It, it doesn't put you at any disadvantage it puts you more at an advantage and definitely don't be afraid just because you think it's more like lower you think it's a bit more or it's a bit showing that I'm a bit more from a lower background or that I don't have much experience I definitely wouldn't worry about that I think it's more eager showing that you are trying to apply to certain things and trying things as well so for Mm -hmm. example when I another thing that I got for interviews as well um I literally messaged um a student from Leeds uh, she was in first year and I was like hello do you go to the University of Leeds I've applied there um and she was like yes and I was like would you mind doing any interview practice with me and I didn't I really didn't think she was going to but turns out she did and we used oh, to call wow. once a week she's amazing she was so good to me nice and, yeah and she has a medic account as well which is stemmed from that I think I think oh, she enjoyed it that much that she she put that medic account together and she was really good because not only did I get interview practice she helped me with like more specific to leads mm-hmm. which was really good and she she told me about her day-to-day she was like I'd have anatomy today I've learned about this like it was good because I got the understanding not only you know what university's like but like what medical skills like at Leeds yeah. which is really good yeah definitely and I think that's definitely a, a huge thing to take away from this podcast is to just apply for those things yeah and also get the experience like you say <clears throat> sorry it's it's so hard to know what day-to-day life is like as a medical student as it varies from uni to uni and from year to year was there any other way you sort of knew what medicine in general was like other than um this student um I did a lot of like research so I used to like have a medic Instagram as well that's how I that's how I found um the girls Instagram in the first place as well so I used to like connect with people on that I used to like talk to people on that I used to watch people's YouTube videos so Journey to Med I used to watch their videos Mm -hmm. I used to watch loads of like YouTubers vloggers and that was like also good because that's like sort of my like generational thing like watching (laughs) like YouTube videos and vlogs yeah 
but it was good because I got to understand it too and even though I didn't get to speak to real like doctors mm-hmm. I got to see I got to see more of a medical student's perspective actually I think which is good but I wish I did get to speak to more doctors but I think getting to speak to medical students is actually probably the more important in a way because you're understanding what you're getting yourself into yeah and anyone you could google anything about medical school that tells you the course what you study that's not yeah. actually telling you what happens like that was definitely a shock for me I could see all the modules that I was doing and I was like I have no clue about this but it's so different when you come here like you do oh, all, absolutely like you do all these modules like for example like the um ideals which is like um a self-development module like I saw that and I was like oh it's just like professionalism but it's actually like a discussion you talk about like patient cases you talk about yourself it's very much reflection and I really did not think I would be doing that in medical school yeah. which it's really nice and it's such an open space and you really get to know your peers here that's one thing yeah. I really like about Leeds I think it's very good in that sense that they're very like you know you can get to know a lot of people in your year and I think to be fair I think my year atmosphere is very nice like everyone is very open to knowing everyone yeah, yeah. oh brilliant as a just sort of final question that I was thinking, as we're talking about sort of not um, knowing exactly what you were getting yourself into if you haven't been able to get the exposure to it, was there any part of you that was worried that you might not enjoy it once you sort of came to Leeds? Or were you, yeah, how did you feel about that, I guess? So I was worried when I was applying that I wouldn't like it. I found like A-level chemistry, A-level maths really, really tough. Mm. And I was thinking, if, if this medicine is going to be like this, I don't really want to study like that much for five years, especially like mm. it's a big part of your life. And you could see so many things throughout the years about like the junior doctor contracts. There's so many things in the news you'd see about being a doctor and how hard it is. And mm. it did put me off a little bit, but me looking into it and speaking to actual students was really what set me on it and when I did come here um it was hard because it didn't at first we did um you probably know IMS which is introduction to medical sciences and it's very very biochemistry it's very hard it's very technical very very detailed stuff and it doesn't feel like you're doing medicine it feels like you're doing a completely different degree and yeah it's quite daunting as well because you've come from A-level biology, chemistry, whatever do, um, whatever A-levels you've done and you come and you're expecting to learn about like anatomy and the body and how mm. it works and then you're doing about cells <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it can be a bit like, oh, really? But now like going into second year, we're like reflecting back to that, like it is very important and for the fundamentals and it does get better. That's one thing I would definitely say is that it might seem daunting at first when you do come here and it can seem quite intense, but you can have breaks. Like I don't study every day. I enjoy my life. I socialize. You can Mm -hmm. definitely still have time for your hobbies, your sports. I definitely think like medicine isn't like your whole life at university. And I've like managed to find a great way to balance that. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like you're (laughs) doing it perfectly. And um, so, yeah, I think it'd be really been really great for all our listeners to hear about the widening participation and the access to leads and everything you've talked about and um yeah once again thank you so much thank you so much for having me thank you bye bye listeners affected by the discussions on the podcast are advised to visit the university of leeds mental health support area or gp for further support 
or contact student support at humansofhealthcare at leeds.ac.uk. Please be aware that Humans of Healthcare is not a substitute for professional counselling support. Humans of Healthcare may give information or guidance that could bring about a positive change. You can follow us on Facebook at Humans of Healthcare Leeds Podcast, on Instagram at Humans of Healthcare Podcast, or on Twitter at Humans of Health P. We're looking to get more students and staff in healthcare education and provision on the show to talk about their experiences. If you'd like to be a guest, please submit bullet point key messages of your story to humansofhealthcare at leeds.ac.uk. The show was recorded and edited by Dan Myers in the MTC studios. Remember, we are not superheroes, we are human.